everyone. I'm Dr. Gwen Shietta, and welcome to this episode of Life on Your Terms. Today on the show is LaRonda Giddens. She is an Army veteran who has worked in corporate America, state government, the juvenile justice system, and she has a master's degree in forensic psychology and is a published author. But LaRonda only discovered her true purpose after a breast cancer diagnosis inspired her to slow down and reevaluate her life. Through this process, she became still listened to what called her, and tapped into her gifts of speaking, writing, and inspiring others to change their lives. She encourages us to think about what we think about, pay attention to the rhythm of our life, trust ourselves, and the answers we seek will reveal themselves. That is just the tip of the iceberg of what LaRonda shares. So let's jump into her interview and get started. LaRonda, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me this morning on Life on Your Terms. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much, Gwen. I greatly appreciate the opportunity today. You know, we're going to dive in, but I, you know, was thinking about our interview before we jumped on this morning, and I want to just I want to jump almost to the end and ask you a question that I that I ask a lot of the individuals on my show. And I would just, I would love just your definition of this or your thought about this. But, but for you, LaRonda, um, how do you define a life on your terms? What, what does that mean to you personally? Personally, a life on my terms is just being able to live my life authentically. Um, and I, I don't particularly like the word unapologetically because everybody uses that word, but I'll just throw it in today for our purpose. But just unapologetically, just living my life and enjoying what I do and helping people along the way and just li- really living my purpose and walking in my purpose, doing specifically what I came here to do. That's really what living life on my terms means to me. And it sounds like, do you think that each of us has a purpose. You know, there's so much talk about that sometimes that do we have a purpose to find your purpose? Do you, do you, do you truly believe that? Or do you think that we have multiple purposes in our life? I think sometimes people can almost feel anxious that, oh my gosh, uh-huh. what's my purpose? I don't know what it is. How do I, <laughs> right? how do I find yeah. it? Where is it? Right. There's a lot of anxiety around that because so many people are having conversations about their purpose. And then you hear people you know, talk about what their specific purpose is. So it kind of gives people that don't really know their purpose, it gives them anxiety and they feel like, wow, maybe I need to figure out what that is or maybe uh, I'm good. I don't need to really figure out what it is. But for me, I, I really, I rediscovered my purpose in 2013. And I read, and I say the word rediscover, I feel like in my mother's womb, God and I had a conversation and he told me exactly what he wanted me to do when I got here. And I feel like, you know, some kids, when they pop out of the womb, they get right to the business of living their purpose. So you see kids at three and four years old doing things that, you know, like playing the violin or playing the piano or, or you know, drawing some masterpiece. And I think those when, when kids come out, they were so close to that purpose. And I feel like, you know, as life goes on and as it progresses, we lose sight of what that purpose is. We get covered up in layers. I call them layers. And it's really either other people's expectations of what they think we should be doing or what they think we should, you know, be involved in. Or it could be your self-doubt. It could be guilt or shame or fear. It could be a lot of different things that 
lose sight of, we get covered up and that purpose kind of, it diminishes what we came here to do. And I think, you know, the purpose is really kind of on the surface, you know, when we come out of the womb. But then as life goes on, it gets pushed down further and further and further because other things come about and more pressing issues are, are prevalent. We, we have literally uh, some of exactly of the same language, right? So the, the, the use of the word layers, which is part of is my third L in the seven L framework. But something else that you just said um, so resonates that your, your purpose, right? You, you were born with that purpose, but somehow we get off track. And uh, I talk about that a lot in my personal life that I, I had a dormant phase in my life. And I don't know, maybe you use a similar word because we have so much similar language, but that when I look at myself at six or seven or eight years of age, I see the person that I am now today, but there was this whole period in between that, um, that, that where I got off track and, and those layers got in the way and I got pulled for, for different things. Um, but it's, I, I call it kind of 360, you know, sometimes we have to come back to that person that we already are, you know, or that we already right. were, but we have this long, right. yeah, journey. So, so say a little bit about what happened for you in, in 2013. It sounds like you, you kind of came back or started your journey to come back to that person that you, that you always were. Mm-hmm. Well, in 2012, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was in my final year of graduate school. I was working two full-time jobs, if you can believe that, two full-time jobs in my final year of graduate school. And December 2012 was graduation date. And in April of 2012, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And it was a pivotal moment in my life where literally everything just stopped. I mean, there was no warning. There was no, it just stopped. So imagine if you're driving in a car and all of a sudden your car just gives out a gas on the highway. That's kind of how it happened for me. And you kind of go into this panic mode of, okay, now what? What do I do now? And, you know, when I was diagnosed, when they, you know, gave me the call and said I was diagnosed, literally, you know, in that moment, of course, you fall apart. But then, you know, at some point, very shortly thereafter for me, probably within a day or two, I kind of pulled it back together because I had to make some decisions very quickly on what I was going to do. And my, my primary focus was graduation day and walking across that stage. But before I could walk across that stage, there were four, you know, um, research papers I had to do. I had exams I had to take. But right after graduation, I had some major expectations of being able to secure any job that I wanted. Here I am, you know, with all these years of, you know, corporate experience, 13 years of corporate experience. And then, you know, with my master's degree in forensic psychology and a bachelor's in social science, I figured, hey, somebody would love to have me working for their company. I mean, I was already working with my agency and loved what I was doing, but I wanted to do more and I wanted to be able to, you know, utilize that, you know, that degree that I just received. And honestly, I was sending resumes out to, I mean, you name it, FBI, CIA. I, you know, I wanted to go to Washington, D.C. and, you know, kind of work, work in that area. But for some reason, it just wasn't happening. So at one point I said to, some, to myself, I said, you know what, just stop sending out resumes. Do not do any more inquiries for employment. Just stop. Don't do anything. Yeah. And I felt that deep inside of me that you need to just stop doing what you're doing. So I stopped and I sat and I waited. And when I got still is when the answers started to bubble up and reveal themselves. 
and LaRonda, it's so funny that you say that. So, you know, for the listeners following, I mean, that was really your first, the first L, right? Which is what I call listening and just sort of paying attention and sometimes getting still. We think we have to hurry, 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 but that's such a great message. Sometimes we do just have to stop and listen and be still and see, see where we're called. Because if we just keep Absolutely. pounding, sometimes that's, that's not the right answer. So, so what happened when you got still? Well, when I got still, I got some answers. I, it, it literally started to lead me into the direction that I wanted to go. And I didn't know that I was going in that direction. But I, as I look back on my life, I can see the dots connecting. So probably, this was probably May of 2013. I went to a women's retreat. And literally, that was a major breakthrough for me because a lot of things that I had been thinking and feeling and going through, I didn't know I was, I didn't know all those things were happening. So I had a major breakthrough at that women's retreat, and it kind of gave me a lot of clarity on what I needed to be doing. And when I got back home from that retreat, I was working on my vision board, and that gave me even more clarity. And probably a couple of weeks later, one of my colleagues called and said to me, well, you know, LaRonda, we're doing a um, professional development week with our kids because I work with at-risk youth. And he was telling me that he needed someone to come in and do a, um, a talk on, you know, developing goals or uh, finances and different things like that. So I had a choice of different things that I could talk about. I chose goal setting. And when I tell you I went in there and did that presentation to the kids, I mean, this happened in 2013, it's 2018 now. People are still talking about that. When I see people that, were, that attended that, that talk that I did, wow. people are still talking about how great it was and how impactful it was for those kids. And that was really outside of my comfort zone doing that. And I called my colleague. It literally took me a couple of days to kind of go back and forth. But I said, you know what, let's just go ahead and I'm going to do it. And that kind of changed the course of where so I was going. you almost didn't do career. it. So you didn't know, speaking wasn't something that at that moment was a goal yet. You knew that, I mean, you'd gone to school, but the way that it began to manifest, you didn't know that speaking was, was something that uh, was sort of in your future. Well, you know, what's interesting though. When I was working in corporate, this was one of my, in my early twenties, almost 30 years ago, there, someone came to our organization, came to our company, and she gave a talk on, I think it was diversity or something like that, cultural diversity. And as I was sitting there in that boardroom listening to her, something inside of me resonated. I said, hmm, this, this seems really interesting. And I still remember sitting in that room listening to her thinking, wow, this is interesting. And then fast forward, you know, 30 years later, I was sitting in another class because I'm always in classes and conferences and different things like that. And a gentleman was doing a presentation. He was doing a PowerPoint presentation. I was sitting there in the, in the training class, and I was thinking to myself, I can do that. I could really do that. So when I look back over my life, there have been moments where either I heard a speaker speak, because I'm, I'm, I was always listening to motivational speakers when I was a teenager. I would sit in my room for hours and listen to Les Brown and Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and just for hours, just be engulfed in what they were saying. I didn't know where any of it was going, but I knew there was something about it that spoke to me. It resonated with me. So I feel like I've always been on this path to the place that I am now, but in hindsight, I can see it. But when it was happening, you don't really know. But you, I think at some point, you kind of lay the, lay the pieces of your life out. If you're you know, looking at that point where you want to 
find your purpose. And that's kind of where I tell people to start. Just kind of look back. Right. And then let's right. kind of look at those pivotal moments in your what, life and make the dots connect. Right. What bubbles up. So you knew you didn't fully identify it, but you can you recall those places where you sort of had something was kind of stirring inside of you that you were kind of uh, connected to what you were hearing and what you were seeing. And if I recall, you had a moment, didn't you, where there was a woman on stage um, at an event and you said, I want to be I want to be up there next year. I want to be the, the keynote. Was there was there a moment when you absolutely. actually kind of yeah, put that out yes, there yes, to yes, the yes. universe? Yes, absolutely. I did. I I with my company, we do a lot of um community partnerships where we set up tables and we give out information and different things like that. We do a lot of vendors. And I was a vendor at this particular conference. We attend that conference every year. And the first year I went to the conference, I was listening to the keynote speaker speak. And I thought, hmm, that's kind of interesting. He was saying something really interesting. And I said, I, I could do that. I, that's, that's something I could do. So the following year, same thing, went to the conference. And another speaker came up and spoke. And I said, you know what, next year I'm going to be the keynote speaker the following year because I've attended this conference two years in a row. Next year I'm going to be the person that's going to be the keynote speaker standing where they're standing. And I claimed that. I literally claimed it. And when I did, I didn't know. I, I, I secretly knew, but I didn't know. You know what I mean? It's like you know, but you don't know. You're not really sure. But I think when you profess and you claim something and you put it out there, I feel like the universe conspires to make that thing happen if you really want it bad enough. And that's exactly what happened. And it just so happened that, you know, I was telling people, you know, that entire time for about a good three or six months afterwards, next year, I'm going to be the keynote speaker. And that's exactly what happened. I was a keynote speaker that following year. Wow, that is, that is amazing. And, and when, when you look at that, when you look at the power of that, you know, it's, um, it, it's a good thing, but it's almost overwhelming that, to, because we have this power to create our lives, right? Going back to that beginning of life on your terms, A, though, you have to be clear about what it is that you that you want um, and be able to put that out there and and then and then really embrace it, like you said, you know, um, being passionate that, yes, this is truly something I, I want in my life. And was it was it speaking in front of those young people? What made you just kind of go all in on on that that you know what yes I can do this I want to do this was it a, a feeling that you that you had when you were in front of those kids or something that came back from your youth that you said this is me this is my purpose how did you connect all of those dots I think one of the, the real interesting moments working with the young people because it's been 17 years now that I've been working with young people and at one point, I was a um, keynote speaker at one of their conferences, and I did a vision board activity with a group of teenagers during that conference, and I said to myself, okay, so I talked to these kids for 45 minutes about setting goals and the importance of setting goals, and then we took another 45 minutes doing vision boards. So then I think it's two hours I'm able to capture the attention of teenagers which in itself is amazing. So just kind of harnessing the energy of that. And then I did another class with another group of young people. They were elementary school kids. There was about 100 elementary school kids. We all gathered in the cafeteria. 
again, sat down for about an hour, talked about goal setting, the importance of goals. And then we sat down and did uh, another hour's worth of doing vision boards. And these kids were excited. We were having fun. We were, you know, as I was talking, I would call kids up and we'd jump and do high fives and all these different things we were doing. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm able to capture the attention of elementary school kids for two hours. So that alone, those, those two things alone, being able to have their attention and have them engaged with what I was saying for that length of time, it kind of gave me that, it built the foundation of me as a speaker. It kind of solidified something for me. And I said, I, if I can keep kids' attention, I definitely can keep adults' attention. And it just kind of went from that point to, to where it is now. Um, and just kind of using everything that I've ever done. And I always tell people, everything you've ever done is connected to everything that you'll ever do. It's not, this is not a big mystery at all. It's very simple. Now I can say that, but you know, oh, back then. I love then, that. I want to, I want to hear that again. Everything you've ever done is connected to everything you'll ever do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. yeah. Even the things that maybe were tough. So let me, let me just to connect a couple dots here, LaRonda, because you're, you talked about the breast cancer piece and I love the analogy of the car just being stopped so, so here you are, I mean, just to kind of recap, you just shared some amazing gems that, you know, being still, right, that's, and, and then the things come to you, being called to this speaking, and then it growing into this keynote piece. And what about the breast cancer in the midst of this, though? I mean, how did that connect or, um, or change your thinking about, going after the things that you want in your life? What, what, what affected that or role did that play in getting to where you are today? It was a pivotal moment because I felt, I think when we go through things, something major like that, I, it requires you to reevaluate your entire life. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I know for me it was just a moment where, okay, you can't keep doing what you've always done what else am I supposed to be doing with my life? Because I know that there's something else. And I feel like, you know, all along, life is just a journey. You get those little taps on the shoulder and you have these breadcrumbs leading you back to that place, even though we may have those dormant moments like you talked about, where we're just dormant. We know what we came here to do, you know, when we first got here, but then we get covered up in layers. But then we have these, these moments in life that's leading us back to what we're supposed to be doing. And the breast cancer was one of those moments that, I just, you know, okay, I'm stopped here. I'm stalled here in the middle of this highway. Now what? How am I going to get to the exit? How am I going to get to the place that I'm supposed to be? Because I know that I'm supposed to be going somewhere. And, you know, I was out of work for probably about maybe two months. And my coworkers and my agency was so supportive. They were so amazingly supportive. And when I got back to work, I was thinking, I was driving to work every day. And I'm thinking, okay, I know that there's something else that I'm supposed to be doing. I know that there's more that I'm supposed to be contributing to, you know, the overall humanity. What is that thing? And those are the questions that I kept asking. What am I supposed to be doing? And literally the answers started to reveal itself. When I did the vision board, I put very specific things on there that I wanted to do. And everything was really centered around being a speaker and being able to help other people rediscover what they came here to do. And it wasn't, you know, putting cars and houses and all that different things on there. It wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with any of that. 
And I put a book cover on my vision board and I put a private jet on my vision board because the private jet will be the mode of transportation that it will take me around the world to help other people, inspire other people to live their best life and to create the life that they want. Mm. So that's really what my plan is. I don't know how the private jet is going to show up. I'm not responsible for how that's going to happen. All I know is that's going to happen and I'm getting closer to that every single day of my life. You know, and it's amazing when I do these interviews, I'm always just awed by the themes that, that reappear. Right. And so over and over again, there's this theme of you don't need to know all the details. You don't need to focus on the how, well, how this, how the jet, or how am I going to make that happen? It's, it's focus on the, what, the, what, the big picture. Right. And, and why, why is, in your words, you know, LaRonda, why do you think, if people say, well, but you have to worry about the, the how, you know, it's <laughs> unrealistic. I mean, what is, what is your answer about how the universe conspires and how, when I listen to you, you are so clear, you are so passionate, you are, you are so kind of knowing and confident that this is your path and your purpose so number one, mm-hmm. I guess my question is, what makes you so sure that you have discovered it and you're on that right path? And two, what makes you so confident that you don't need to worry about the little, the little hows, but you just need to worry about the big what? Well, let me, let me just first start off by saying what my purpose is. So the purpose is not, doesn't have anything to do with the private jet. That's just a mode of transportation. My purpose is I am a teacher, I am a healer, I am a life changer, and I use the power of my words to elevate the consciousness of humanity. That's my purpose. So that can answer both of your questions as to why, because of my purpose. I can't worry about the how because I feel like the how stops us from elevating to our next best level of greatness. Mm -hmm. We get so caught up and so focused on You know, we have these big dreams. I feel like a lot of people have big dreams, and I have big, big dreams. I can't consume myself with how that big dream is going to happen because in just in my in my mind, in my brain, I can't even conceive how this is going to how I can make it happen. Mm -hmm. How a nine to five or every day going to work? How am I going to make this private jet happen? I can't worry about the details. The only thing I'm responsible for is to walk in my purpose and to do the things that I'm called to do. That's the only thing I'm responsible for. And a lot of times, you know, it's hard for people when we're living our lives daily and things are happening and life is happening, you know, we can't see clear on how we're going to get to our next level. We just don't see it. But a lot of, and it's real interesting. And I love when this thing happens organically, when I'm talking to a group of people and we're talking about purpose and they're like, I I don't know what my purpose is. But then I start asking questions like, what did you do when you were a kid? What, what's something you'd be willing to do for free? What were the things that you did when you were a little kid that just absolutely brings you joy? What do you dream about? What are the things that you daydream about? And then you see this big smile come across their face. <laughs> so when I see that big smile come across their face, then I start to drill in and we start to look at those breadcrumbs and those, those taps on the shoulder leading you back to your journey, leading you back to your dream. But I think people are so just overwhelmed by the thought of, I have this big dream how am I going to make this thing happen? Right. And the little hows can keep us 
safe by focusing on the, well, I don't know how I'm going to get there, or I don't know this. It's almost like we, we take the power away from it. And maybe that's fear of the big dream or just being overwhelmed. But what uh -huh. you're saying is embrace that. So, so get clear. And it's, it is, it's all, if people aren't sure you just gave such great advice. It's go back to how things make you feel. Ask yourselves those questions, get still, get uh -huh. still, listen, right? Listen to ask yourself, um, what, what brings you joy and we get reinforced. I think also right. I mean, you in those moments with those young people doing those keynotes, you, you have those moments where you're like, Oh my gosh, this feels so right. I know, you know yes. what I'm talking about. Yes. And I've had, it's amazing. It's yeah. It's almost like a surreal when you're in your kind of your moment of brilliance, if you want to call it that you're, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. when, yeah. When you're walking in that purpose, you just, you just, there's a certain feeling that, that we get that goes, yes, that confirms. And so, and so that's the work. So you, so you went down this journey, your experience with the breast cancer, you kind of got clear that you want to really just focus on the purpose. You worked through some layers. So, I mean, you just kind of, you just kind of jumped though. And now, so now you are doing this. And so kind of bring us a little bit present of your speaking, your traveling, you've written kind of bring us current of where you are in your life. Okay. So let me just, if I could just recap just the last 30 days of my life. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> TV show, radio show, brand launch of a new uh, brand. I'm, I'm collaborating with um, one of my partners on this brand. It's called womanly shit. And it's a global uh, women's empowerment movement. It's going to be a major thing. So we did a, a photo shoot out in Vegas. We did a video shoot. Um, I'm doing podcasts. And I, it's just, that's just the last 30 days of my life. So traveling back and forth, I was in Philly two weeks ago in Vegas prior to that. And it's just been an amazing ride. And I just feel like I'm in the sweet spot of my life. And I know that it's just going to get better and better. And, you know, you asked about like my confidence and how am I so sure once you get that clarity and you commit to it, when you commit to it, you start to do things differently. You start to think differently. And it really has a lot to do with how you think and how you process information and how you feel about your life and how you feel about yourself and your ability to be able to do these things. Do you believe in yourself to be able to pull this thing off? And it isn't it kind of a catch 22. Sometimes it's, I say to people, you go forward in spite of the fear, you go forward in spite of the layers and the doing brings confidence and vice versa. Yeah. So when you get the validation in those workshops, when you trust yourself, even though you're a little bit tentative, like you talked about with the speaking and you said, okay, I'll go ahead and do this. It's, it's, I, I, I want people to understand that sometimes people are a, People are afraid. And I was interviewing someone and they, they had such a great line that no matter what level, you get to a new level and there's, there's going to be a little bit of new anxiety, right? And we all go forward in spite of that and trusting, which breeds, um, breeds new levels of confidence. So it, it's a little bit of a right. catch-22, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. And so TV show, LaRonda, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm so thrilled for you. I mean... <laughs> In the time that we started talking and getting ready for this interview, tons has, have changed. So you have this energy and this momentum yes. 
behind you. So TV show, radio show. I mean, you are talking about, so in the 7L process, um, it sounds like the 7th L, right, is is level up. It's sort of the what's next. So you've gone from taking your leap, right, towards this, towards your purpose in a huge way. Um, the, the, the next L is land and learn, you know, you kind of land on these plateaus. We take these learnings and then we seven is, is that level up, but so, and sometimes it's, 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 there's a little bit of back and forth. What would you say, what are your key learnings when you look back? Uh, maybe it's the last year or two or in this process, what are some of the key things that you take away from your own journey that you that you want to share with others? I think one of the most important things is you have to trust yourself. And your instincts and your intuition for me always leads me to the place that I the next place that I'm I'm supposed to be and I I was listening to um Oprah Winfrey she always talks about you know asking yourself the question what is the next right move for my life? And that's what I, I, I wait for that. I don't, you know, I don't. And I, I find that when you labor and you try to push and make things happen, it just turns out bad. It just doesn't, it just doesn't turn out good. I just, I think when you just sit still and you wait and people are going to ask the question, well, how long should I wait? And what am I waiting for? What am I listening for? It's just the knowing you talked about that knowing. I think you, you know, when you start to understand the, the rhythm of your life and how your life is and how it moves, you can feel those subtleties and you get the answers that you need. So just being still and, and just understanding and just what you learn is continue to keep learning, continue to evolve, continue to learn more about yourself in this process because it's not always just about, because people always like to focus on, you know, if they're really career driven, well, you know, let's look at just the professional life, professional side of maybe I need to take another class or go to a conference and all these different things that they do from a professional business standpoint, but there's that personal element that's the crucial component to everything. The personal side rules everything. Personal growth and development rules everything. LaRonda, you absolutely nailed it, which was the reason why I started this, this show, this podcast, Life on Your Terms, because career development, the, the specific, we, we're, we don't operate in a silo. Our life is not right. separate from our career. When you're living in alignment with your purpose and your passion and your values, it's all, it's all connected. And I don't want to say I started this podcast for, on a selfish note, but I, I, I believed that there was a secret sauce, that there was a secret sauce, that uh-huh. there are certain people that when you are in their presence, and they see, and Oprah is one of those, you know, that she talks about trusting her inner voice. You're right. And everything right. she's created, it didn't come from a class or she doesn't have a master's from Harvard. I mean, it, it's about this. It, it starts internally. And, right. and, and if anything, if, if there can be any gift, it's helping people understand and trying to make that process tangible. And right. the gems that you just shared about the listening, and I think, and you've said it, and I want to make sure people hear it, is that that is a skill that you can hone. First of all, you have to be aware of it. You have to uh-huh. turn it on. You have to nurture it. And you mentioned several times that part of the way that you listened and got connected to that inner voice or compass, as I call it, is by the vision boarding, right? Some people do it through yes. meditation or yoga, but... 
but that you didn't, you don't just have this, um, you, you didn't just happen to get lucky and have this connection. You, you have, you've done work. You've honed your work, skill, Lynn. right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you had to work. I want people to know. <laughs> And it's interesting that, you know, when I talk to people and I, I, when I'm listening to myself talking to people, I make it sound so simple. It's just, you just do this, 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 and this. But yeah, once you get to a point in your life where you're in the sweet spot and there's that secret sauce happening, you can just kind of say, yeah, do this, this, and this. But understand that the person that you see has done work and she continues to do work every single day. It's not a moment where you have arrived at any particular destination because it doesn't happen that way. You're constantly working. I'm constantly looking to see how I can be the best person that I can be. Right. And so for people listening saying, well, where do I start? Just to kind of recap them or when you work with people, LaRonda, what would be your advice for someone who does say, and, and you gave some great gems already about asking yourself, you know, what you're naturally drawn to or what you used to do as a kid, but to going back to that first L of just listening. And you so eloquently said, like, we, sometimes we're just pushing, pushing, pushing. We think we have to do more to, to get more. But if somebody's just not, sh- they say, well, I don't know how to listen. I, I don't know how to connect to myself. I, I'm trying to hear, but I don't hear anything um, about oh. what I'm supposed to do or be called to. What would your advice be about just even starting that process of, of connecting with yourself? I think one of the most important things for me, and I think for everyone, is what do you think about? Like, what occupies your space, your mental space? What are you thinking about? Think about what you think about. That's what I tell people all the time. Think about what you think about. Look at the types of things and the the types of themes that you're focusing your attention on, because what you focus your attention on, it, it grows, it manifests and it grows. So if you have patterns of negative thinking, if you have patterns of, you know, self-doubt or what the things that you're saying to yourself, and this is in what I'm telling you now is what I had to do for myself because I was a very negative thinker when in my early twenties, I just gloom and doom and I just couldn't see anything. But inside of me, I knew that there was something deeper waiting to emerge, but I had to get to that point. I had to go in there and, and, and dig up the stuff and put it out on the table and, and do the healing and, and all of that. So it's really about understanding what you're thinking about mm-hmm. and writing that down. I mean, whether it's a day or you take a week and just kind of write down your thoughts and then you start to look at the common themes of the things that you're thinking about. And if they're negative thinking, then we have to work on replacing those negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Even if you don't believe in what you're saying, the positive thoughts, start to say them and repeat them anyway. And I would use um, positive affirmations. I would have positive affirmations around me all the time. I was constantly looking for something to change my mindset. Because it's, really it's like exercise and diet, right? I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not just a turn it off and replace. I mean, it is a practice. And, I, and everyone, again, when I look at the common themes, um, the, the positive thinking, the pulling things in, the replacing, first of all, we, we have to wake ourselves up and be cognizant about our thought process. So that's what you're saying is number one is start paying attention to your, to your thoughts 
um, right. challenge them, right, and start start replacing. And that's not a one and done. I mean, that's an ongoing. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. you have to work. You have to work hard at it. And it's interesting, when I turned 50, I, I asked myself, what have you learned in 50 years? And literally, like, the first couple of things that kind of came to mind when I was doing a keynote speech uh, a few years ago, I was doing, anytime I teach a class, I always tell the class, okay, I'm about to drop some nuggets. I hope you guys have your bags ready so you can drop these nuggets in your bag. So I would give them something to kind of think about and, and just kind of meditate on. And... I gave these three gold nuggets to um, the graduation class and just kind of reviewing those things that I learned in 50 years, I wrote those three and then they just kept coming and I ended up writing 365 of those things and just kind of looking at your life and, and I actually put it in a book format, look at your life to see what you've learned, what you've accomplished because you already have a foundation there. You may have a few cracks in the foundation but you have something solid that you're already standing on. Mm. Why not use that experience and those life lessons as a, a guide, as a lesson plan to transform your life? And that's what I did with, with my book. It's like a, I, when I go through it and I read it, it's like a, a guide that I use to transform my entire life. And it didn't take, you know, it wasn't a period of a week or two. This was some time. It took some time to really do the work. But you have to dig in and you have to be committed to it. It's going to be painful at some point because you're going to discover some things about yourself that you really don't like, yeah, I, but you have to deal with it. I love that. I love that. And the answers are there. And by doing that process, you see your own patterns, your own themes, and which can also help that purpose to reveal that, that purpose and, and see where, like you said, the past, it's all there um, and connected to where you may want to go in the future. And so, LaRonda, let me, let me ask you this as we get close to winding down our time. How can people – you are so inspirational. What are the different Dear ways Lauren. that people work with you or can work with you? I know you're doing the keynote speaking. Um, where can they find you? And, and if they want to connect with you more one-to-one, -one, what are the different ways that you work with people? Well, the different ways, obviously, through the speaking engagements, I'm connecting more in with corporations, bringing words of inspiration to the workplace. I feel it's it's crucial to be able to do that. So coming in and doing workshops, whether it's uh, breakout sessions or doing the keynotes or doing coming in and doing vision board exercises with um, with staff members and just kind of helping them to come out of that place where they're either feeling stagnant or they're feeling stressed out or they're feeling like, what is the next right move for my life? I just don't know. Just kind of needing some direction with that. And then there's the one-on-one. -on -one. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. And I go out and speak at universities, kind of talking to college students about, hey, life after graduation is going to be a little, little bit different than what you think it's going to be. So let's kind of look at some things you need to be thinking about now and not waiting to graduation date. Um, so going into um, schools and different things like that. But the best way for people to connect with me directly, they can email me um, at inspired, I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D, the number two, peel, P-E-E-L, at gmail.com. Or they can connect with me on my website at lorondacgiddens.com. That's L-O-R-O-N-D-A-C-G-I-D-D-E-N-S.com. And I'm on Facebook and Twitter and what's the other? Instagram. 
at Inspired to Peel, or you can just plug in my name and find me there. I'm easily accessible for anybody. You can always Google me, too. That's the best way to find anybody I love these it. days. You are, you are everywhere, and... <laughs> And you're becoming even <laughs> even more everywhere with all of your just amazing things that are happening in your life. You know, your your journey is just awesome, LaRonda. I mean, just starting this conversation, hearing your story of somebody, I can't even imagine you being hesitant in the beginning to accept a speaking engagement um, and, you know, and to where you are now to speaking all over the country, doing television shows you have discovered and fully embraced your purpose. And I love just how confident and and knowing you are about that and discovering your truth and, and just sharing how you've really truly walked through these, these seven L's and worked through your layers and including the health component, you know, that, that, that can be a layer as well as, as, as a wake up. So many people will take away and be inspired by what you've shared and, and reach out to you. I'm, I'm so grateful for, for your time today. Gwen, I'm the one who's grateful. I really thank you so much for the opportunity. And it was really a great, amazing conversation. I appreciate that so much. Thank you, LaRonda. We'll be, we'll be seeing you. Thank you, Gwen. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Life on Your Terms. I hope you'll follow me on LinkedIn, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and visit the website loytinnercompass.com. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear about where you are on your journey in the 7L framework and have a dialogue. So reach out and in the meantime,